there's a good chance Ohio State will be without two key starters when the Buckeyes play Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. No Ohio State player wants their final game in the Buckeye uniform to be a loss, especially when that loss was to Michigan. However, that might be reality for two key starters at Ohio State. Welcome in, Buckeye fans, to a Wednesday edition of Locked on Buckeyes here on Wednesday, December 27th in the year 2023. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. The Buckeyes are a couple days away from their final game in their 2023 campaign. We all know going into this game, Kyle McCord, QB1 all year, will not be there. Julian Fleming will not be there. Lathan Ransom injured, he will not play. And there are a couple more players that are potentially going to be absent from the Buckeyes lineup on Friday in Marvin Harrison Jr. and Tommy Eichenberg. And this is weird. I know Eichenberg played after he got injured in November, but that loss is big. And you know if you lose Rockman Marv in any contest, that's a big loss as well. Marv's loss, potential loss, is bigger than Eichenberg's. We'll dive into that here in a second. But during yesterday's practice, Routman Marv was not practicing with the Buckeyes. He was on the sideline in street clothes. I know at this point at the time of the recording, there's been no formal announcement about if Marv will play or if he will not play. So this is all going upon, hey, your team's practicing and you're not. And we all know what Ryan Day says. You, If you're going to play, you got to practice. You got to practice to play. And a couple of days before the final game of the regular season, Marv's not practicing. There's a realistic opportunity that we can go out there and say, hey, there's a good chance he does not play in this game because you're not practicing. That's a big loss, man. I mean, he was a Heisman finalist. He won numerous Big Ten awards, consensus All-American, um, All-American in back-to-back seasons. I mean, he is a guy looking to be a potential top five pick in the upcoming NFL draft. I understand the narrative, and I understand why players of this caliber opt out and don't play in games. I also would understand players of this caliber if they want to play in a game like this because, one, it's on the schedule, it's with your boys, it's with the team that you have been on all season long. You don't want to just go out and be like, hey, y'all go out there and fight, I'll be over here rooting on y'all. That's not how a lot of a lot of football players are built or made up. And so I completely understand if that's the case, if he does not play. That's a loss, man. It's a huge, huge loss. Now, you've got some younger guys and guys that are less experienced, not as good as Robman Marv, that will have to step up if the Buckeyes want to win this game. But ultimately, you lose Marv, that's a huge loss, especially when you're working with a new quarterback. Now, for Eichenberg, this was a little bit more interesting because Jim Knowles said he's up in the air about playing due to the arm injury. So I can end up going to the NFL draft. Eichenberg can end up being a future NFL draft pick And that decision that he may end up doing in the spring has nothing to do about if he's going to play in this game or not. It's due to the arm injury that he suffered in November against Rutgers. Played a game since then. 
wanted to play against Minnesota. Ryan Day said no, played against Michigan, and now we're a month after that game, and what are we doing? Still wondering if Ike's arm is going to be able for him to play in this game. That's a big loss as well, but I will I will make this statement. I don't think the potential of losing Eichenberg is as big of a loss as losing Rotman Marv because Cody Simon's right there. And honestly, there were times when you had Cody Simon and Ike on the field together or Cody Simon and Phil Chambers on the field together because they needed to be, maybe due to injury or just rotation. They were on the field together. So it's not like you're going into this game with two linebackers in Ohio State's 4-2-5 base defense that have not played together, don't know what each other is thinking. You do have that. I'm not going to sit up here and say losing Ike or potentially losing Eichenberg is not a loss at all. There's no weight to the absence of him on the field. I'd be stupid, and I'm not going to come out here and make that idiotic type of statement. So I'm not going to say that. I will say this, though. If you lose Ike, your leader and captain on the defense, your signal caller, and you lose Rockman Marv, your number one receiver, yeah, you got a Buka, but what do you have on offense? You got a new QB1. You got a new guy that's going to be starting this game at receiver. David Johnson has starts under his belt, so I do understand David Johnson has some run and knows the Buckeyes offense, but he ain't Marvin Harrison Jr. He's not that. And generally, when he's on, when he's on the field, he's not utilized in the same way as Julian Fleming. And so there's a lot of different angles to this different decision or potential decision that Marvin Harrison Jr. has uh, might not play. And I, I've seen out there, people might say, well, he's not playing, he's not playing. There has been no formal announcement, but we all know if you don't practice, you don't play. That's Ryan Day's philosophy. And I'm not mad about it. I completely understand it. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but I would be shocked, honestly, right now, if he did play in the game based off some of the things that have happened just simply during the practice just a day ago. The Buckeyes, though, I mean, there's that mantra, there's that thought, there's that saying, next man up. I mean, we hear it all the time. Hear it in basketball, hear it in football, hear it in baseball, hear it in soccer, whatever it is, whatever sport it is, unless it's an individual sport like track and field or tennis or golf, you're not really saying next man up because you're, or gymnastics, you're a one-man team, you're a one-man band, you cannot say next man up when you're the only man that's right there, that's a part of that group. Well, really, it's not really a group because it's one person, but you understand what I'm saying. It's going to be a big, a big blow. We're going to see now, one, do the Buckeyes have the depth to overcome the absence of your former QB1, the absence of one of your top three receivers, uh, potentially your top two of your top three receivers with Harrison Jr.? Do the Buckeyes have the depth to overcome and step up with your signal caller and Eichenberg potentially not playing in this game? We're going to see. And I've seen people out there come out there and say, hey, some guys like a C.J. Hicks need to play or uh, some guys like a Kai. C.J. Hicks is still on the team. Kai Stokes has since transferred. So you're going to see now, do the Buckeyes use more of that depth that people have been calling to see or some of the younger players that people have been pushing and urging to play all season long? Is this the game when they come out there and play? And if they do, I don't know if one game is the end-all, be-all where you can say, oh, they came out here, they played well against Missouri, made big plays, had multiple tackles, had some, had some uh, TFLs and a couple pass breakups. And all of a sudden, you're like, wait, they should have played the whole season. I don't know if one game is a good enough sample size. Actually, I will take a step further. 
one game is not a big enough sample size to make a big, bold statement that a coach should have played a player more during the season. But I will say this. It will be a good look at what the Buckeyes might be during next season. That is the truth. So, Buckeyes probably won't have Harrison Jr. Might not have Eichenberg. Your depth, you recruit for moments like this. And I'm not saying that you're going to say that a receiver in Carnell Tate or Brandon Ennis will have a Marvin Harrison-esque Rose Bowl uh, like Mars Rose Bowl uh, that he had in 2021. I'm not going to say that. What I will say is this. I do think the Buckeyes receivers are good. They're really good. They're talented. And we might see some guys that you might not be on your radar step up in the potential absence, more realistically potential absence, of Route Man Marv in the Cotton Bowl. Now, I just mentioned Cardinal Tate on purpose because not only may he have to step up on Friday night, but also, he was praised by Denzel Burke yesterday. What did Burke have to say about this talented receiver? We'll dive into that net. Dive into that next on Locked On Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. It's one hundred and fifty bucks. If your team wins, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And if you're looking to put some money on the Buckeyes' appearance in the Cotton Bowl in a couple of days, currently the line via our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, it's Ohio State minus one and a half. That's a three-point difference from the last time we talked about the over-under of the betting odds for this game. And the over-under set at 48 and a half. It's in the Buckeyes' favor for Vegas. If you're thinking Buckeyes' three or more point win or two or more point win, go ahead. Hop over to FanDuel Sportsbook and make some money. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listener, first watch of every single day. Denzel Burke is one of those guys that when he speaks, you listen. Talented DB at Ohio State. Potential first-round pick, future first-round pick for Ohio State. We heard, I do believe, that Ryan Roberts, our NFL draft analyst that comes on all the time throughout the year to break down and discuss Buckeyes' future in the NFL draft. He's very high on Denzel Burke. I am very high on Denzel Burke. And when Ohio State's star corner is high on a freshman receiver, we all need to pay attention to what he is saying. Denzel Burke did not hold back and made a very short comment about Carnell Tate. And he made sure we all knew exactly what he was saying about the talented freshman receiver. Here's what he said, quote, he's been him since he got here. He's going to be the next first-round pick here. Mark my words, end quote. Now, I've heard a lot of guys say a lot of things about receivers at Ohio State. This guy's going to be that. This guy's going to be this. This guy that. This guy this. I understand there's a lot of people that are very knowledgeable that make these statements. There are also some people that are not so knowledgeable that make some pretty bold and dynamic statements about players at Ohio State. There's something different when Denzel Burke makes that kind of statement. Says, 
he's been him? Look, look, for you to be a freshman receiver at Ohio State, and you know the track record, uh, how what what getting an offer from Ohio State means that you're being coached by Brian Hartline, one of the best receiving receiver coaches and one of the best wide receiver recruiters in the entire country. He develops guys year after year after year. And you got you got two guys ahead of you. Well, not numerous guys ahead of you, but two guys that are starting right now that in Emeka Abuka and Marvin Harrison Jr., Marv will be a first-round pick. And Abuka, depending on how things go at the Combine and how his medicals test out, he could be a first-round pick. So you got two guys that are two of the three starters at Ohio State that are first-round picks, and these are guys that Denzel Burke is going up against during practice. He is going up against them in the offseason when you go 1v1. Does Burke go up against Junior? Does Burke go up against E-squared? I don't normally have nicknames for Abuka, but there you go. You could call him E-squared because there's alliteration there, and E-squared just makes a whole lot of sense. He's been him. And I can't wait to see Cardinal Tate play the football. I've been saying it all season. Him and Brandon Ennis need to find a way. To get, the Buckeyes need to find a way to get them on the field. I understand they're true freshmen. I understand what that might mean to the coaches at Ohio State. And I will say this: if they're the best players on the field, or if they're the best, if they're the best players that should be next in the rotation, play them. Ain't none of this. Oh, you older. You've been here three or four years, so you're automatically older over a guy who was a freshman. And when the freshman's better than you. No, 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 no. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. This ain't that. This is not how we operate here. Or excuse me, it is. This should not be how we operate here. If there's a guy who's a freshman that's even or even better than an older guy, you play that youngster. And I'm thinking about something that I heard back when I was uh, my senior year of high school. Had a new coach, Coach Scott Fisher. He had been at, at Ohio State well, excuse me, Ohio State, Lawrence Central High School my entire time, uh, freshman through junior years of, uh, what was it, oh, senior years um, of playing the football. And um, junior year, after the junior junior year, Tim Barthel left LC, went to go be the OC at Cathedral High School, uh, former high school of Ohio State, uh, former Ohio State player, Pete Werner. And uh, Scott Fisher came in and had this mindset, hey, we're playing the young stuff, young guys. If you're a sophomore or a junior and you're really good and you're even with a guy who's older than you, we're going to play you. So I'm sitting here my senior year and looking at, we got sophomore here, got sophomore here, got sophomore here, got junior here, got a junior. I'm like, coach, what you doing coming in trying to ruffle the feathers and really piss off some of the guys that have been here for a long time that have earned the right and deserve to play the football? And I remember this statement by Scott Fisher. I'm saying his name on purpose. Um, people that know me know, um, or people that LC know what kind of coach that Scott Fisher was. Some people like him, some didn't. I'm just being honest with you. But Scott Fisher made this comment, and it really made a whole lot of sense. I didn't understand it back then, but I understand it now. He said, hey, if we have a guy who's younger, say he's a sophomore, and you got a guy that's a junior, and they're neck and neck and they're even, you play the younger guy. Now, I understand you got the older guy that's been there a whole lot longer, that understands the program a little bit more, that maybe it's more mature, just in general, as in life, maybe more mature. But if this is the, if you guys are even a sophomore to junior, play the sophomore because you're going to get more playing time, more experience, and a better player at the end of the day, potentially, by playing the sophomore than a junior. 
You're going to have more time with that sophomore, three full years with that sophomore, than two with a junior. Hey, that third year with that sophomore could be an all-state year. Could be a year where he propels you to play in the state championship. Same thing goes for uh, juniors and seniors. We get it. It's your last year playing there. But if you're even with a guy who's under you, the guy under you should play over you because that's just how these things should work. So that's a part of the reason why this whole season I've been saying, hey, hey, look, Carnot Tate, Brandon Ennis need to play. I know it might not be what's going to happen. I understand that there are things going on that might detour that from being exactly what is going on. However, those two guys need to play. And they even said Noah Rogers and Bryson Rogers. But when I some reports from practice yesterday, some of the guys that were kind of stepping up in that scout team role were not Noah Rogers and Bryson Rogers. Who was it? Kojo Antwi. And I want to say Jaden Ballard. I forget the other receiver. There was two or three guys that I mentioned. Kojo Antwi's been kind of overlooked, not because he's done anything wrong. You come in, you got really talented guys ahead of you. You got really talented guys with you. And you got guys that are really talented behind you. And sometimes the guys that are behind you get more attention. They're new. They're fresh. They're right there on campus. And with the way the recruiting is going right now in the sport, what do we find? Sometimes those junkers guys get more attention and get more publicity than a guy that's been at the program for two or three years. So I, I'm not saying Kojo Entwi is a guy that's not good. I believe he can be good. Can be really good at Ohio State. I've been, I've been saying Tate needs to play. Not only have I been saying it, I don't see what happens in practice. Denzel Burke does. And when you say he's been him, one, you're saying he is him currently. Two, you're saying he has been him in the past tense. What does that mean about the future? We better keep our eyes on what this young man does when he has a Buckeye uniform on, not only on Friday night in the Cotton Bowl, but also over the next couple years in the shoe. Denzel Burke not only made a comment about Carnot Tate and praising him, he also has made a decision about his future. We dive into that into that next on Locked Up Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service is Central Ohio. And did you know Billiards Plus has top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties? That's longer than most roofs. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Alhassen, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and the Griddle. That could very well be the last grill you own. No matter the season, excuse me, the perfect gift for any occasion is in stock at Billiards Plus. Go big with an awesome pool table or shuffleboard table or a little more modest with a dartboard or poker table. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. And the people at Billiards Plus are the best part of the experience. Kenny, Sarah, and the whole staff will take amazing care of you. Billiards Plus, visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch 
of every single day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus or national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel found only at the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Denzel Burke, once again, if he speaks, I pay attention, and I think you should as well. Not only when he speaks about himself, the upcoming game, Cardinal Tate, but also when he says, hey, I have a thought about my future. Oh, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Um, If you got headphones on, take them off. Uh, listen in a little bit more. Because um, some people, I, I even walk around with headphones in when I'm just out and about. Someone talks to me, I may have to turn that thing down or even pull it out to clearly hear what they are saying. So Denzel Burke has made an, made an announcement about his future, and it's not so much what he's going to do as far as if he'll be in Columbus next year or not, but he has said Denzel Burke will announce the decision about his future in a Boca uniform on January 10th at the conclusion of the football season. And I'm not mad about that. I completely understand, one, waiting until then to make the decision, or excuse me, to make the announcement, because two, this is a decision that he has already made. He has made up his mind about his future, about next season in a Buckeye uniform. But I completely understand why he wants to wait until at the conclusion of the college football season to make it. He could easily and quickly draw all the attention, all the attention from the CFP, not all the attention, but a lot of the attention away from the college football playoff the semifinal games that are on January 1st and then a week later, the Natty is going to be played. He could draw attention from that. Not all of it because, I mean, you got Texas and Alabama and Washington and Michigan. Eyeballs are going to be drawn to them just by the symbols on their helmets. But, hey, let the season conclude. Let the season be done and then make the announcement. There are times that I'm actually kind of confused at the timing of the announcement of some very important news in sports, no matter if it's NBA or NFL or NHL or MLB or college football, college basketball, the NC2A or whatever it is. I'm very confused about sometimes the timing of the announcements of some things. I'm confused by why there is a four-hour selection show for college football when all of a sudden you know who – you know when – I mean, it would be really hard for me to believe that they don't know who the top four are before the show starts. I know that's what they say. But somebody there knows. It may just be one person in general. Somebody there knows the four in the playoff and the next two that are on the outside, five and six, not playing inside the playoff. But why in the world do you need a four-hour selection show when you're having, what, 40, 41 bowl games and you know those playing in the playoff are automatically going to be the only teams that can play in the Natty, which is technically another bowl game. So I don't understand that. It's one of those things that I don't understand. You have a tournament in the NC2A men's and women's basketball uh, seasons that their selection show don't take that long. Not at all. They get into it. They sometimes get in, get out. Sometimes there's a long, a long little buildup and draw, uh, uh, a buildup to exactly what is going to be said. Uh, excuse me, the brackets. Wow, words are not working well today. 
there's a little buildup to the brackets being revealed. But once they're revealed, it's boom, 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 boom. You don't got to wait 30 minutes and all of a sudden, no, here we go. Here's 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 the top 25. And then two hours later, until the rest of the bowl games are announced and you, uh, you, you and figuring out who are the New York Six Bowls, it don't make no sense. It doesn't make any sense. It hasn't made any sense. I understand you need to go to the schools and you know, the schools accept the invite. I understand all of that. But that stuff could be done behind closed doors. Come on, man. Make it make sense. This does make sense by Denzel Burke. I'm not mad about it. I completely get it. And do it in your timing. If you want to make the decision now and announce it now, so be it. Don't feel rushed to make it. You can even make it on the last day. Who cares? Literally, who cares? It's your decision. Yes, I understand it's a decision that impacts next year's football team, impacts potentially teams in the NFL, impacts a lot of things, impacts Ryan Day, how he he manages the roster, impacts Jim Knowles about how he recruits and how maybe he attacks the transfer portal, impacts a lot of things. And I get it. I understand it. But it's not the end of the world. And I really wish, honestly, a lot more players took this route, took this approach to making the announcement about where they're going to play football in the upcoming season. If you do things in your own timing, I'm not saying like wait till the end of the regular season or end of the season completely. I'm not saying that. But don't feel rushed by anybody to make a decision. And Excuse me. Really, it's just the announcement. The decision could have been made before the season started. But ultimately, don't feel rushed to make an announcement about something. Do it in your timing. We hear it all the time at the high school level, players that feel rushed. Or how if you wait until the middle or towards the end of the regular season of your senior year of football, the pressure's on. Not only the pressure in the classroom, not only the pressure on the football field on Friday nights, but also the pressure by the coaches that are trying to get a commitment from you. Coaches are relentless. Coaches know different tactics. Coaches know exactly how to push the right button to get what they want, not every time, but a lot of the time. Hey, we can all learn from Denzel Burke. One, when you observe something from a a talented football player, acknowledge it and don't try to fabricate it. Don't try to do anything. Acknowledge it. Realize what's in front of you, positive or negative, or maybe in between, and move forward with it. But also, don't feel pressure by anybody to make an announcement in their timing. Always, always, always do it in yours. We're out of here on a Wednesday, Buckeye fans. It's fun to be back. It's fun to be here with you trying to get some contributors on the show to be with us tomorrow and even on Friday's shows. We'll be a live post-game show at the conclusion of the Cotton Bowl between the Buckeyes and the Missouri Tigers. It'll be, the, it'll be a late one. We'll be live on YouTube. If you're up late, definitely join us for the final live show of this year's football season. You can follow me on X at jstevens07. Send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. We are out of here, Buckeye fans. On a hump day, I'll see you next time.